0: You're listening to Entrepreneurs Unraveled. Today, we are joined by Tome's co-founder and CEO Keith Paris and Henry Liriani. Tome is a productivity software that generates slides for business presentations powered by GPT-4. The product has reached 1 million users in just 134 days and has raised $43 million in a Series B funding led by Lightspeed Venture Partners and including investors such as Eric Smith, the former Google CEO.
1: You know, building a compelling PowerPoint presentation just requires, I'd say, a lot of time and effort to design the slides. The biggest problem is that it's very hard to start a story. But we we found that using large language models, we can actually help people with that. Because it turns out that most stories sort of follow a similar arc. And we found that this is a really interesting opportunity Hi, my name is Keith and I'm co-founder and CEO of Tome. Tome, it's this storytelling product, predictable way to get a a story generated for you. And then a lot of people use Tome as like a presentation platform. So I think that's one of the reasons it's growing. It's just so useful across a wide variety of use cases. I think we started to grow exponentially in December. We're doubling every couple of weeks now. We'll be getting to, to millions over the next couple of months.
0: Chapter one, outdated PowerPoint.
1: There's a whole lot, I would say, of problems with PowerPoints. You'd have to go back to the origin story. Original PowerPoint that was made in the 80s was was built for physical slides. You would send physical disks to a print company, they would print your slide, and then you would take your slides, feed them into a projector, you would give your presentation. When you think about it, that origin, you know, PowerPoint isn't interactive. And it doesn't take advantage that we're like looking at presentations all the time on digital screens and on our phones. The other thing is that building a compelling PowerPoint Presentation just requires a lot of time and effort to design the slides, right? If you work at a company, so anytime you're d- designing a slide so that your idea will be considered and understood is just kind of a waste. But we, we found that using large language models, we can actually help people with that. Because it turns out that most stories sort of follow a similar arc. And we found that this is a really interesting opportunity. If you get a large language model, you should be able to like generate the starting point to. to To build your story on top of. Like great storytelling connects facts and concepts together into a narrative that we can understand. I think we started to believe that this idea was valuable, but I knew that I needed sort of an extraordinary co-founder, which is to say that someone to, to help imagine multimodal storytelling tool from the future. I think with Henry it felt very good, very fast. You know, he had just redesigned all of Facebook Messenger. He was actually like about to reject some big
2: other Silicon Valley job. It was really easy to brainstorm and generate. With Keith. That was probably the most standout quality to our interactions. When I was still working at Facebook uh, I was talking to my friend Seth and uh, Seth mentioned that uh, that Keith was thinking about starting a company. We started to work together and have these sort of jam sessions on exploring this problem space of presentations and why they're not great anymore and like why people don't really like using them. Those were enjoyable for the reasons I mentioned it felt really generative and uh, we decided to start this company together from the perspective of both having a an intense focus on the kind of business it would become and, and really being able to create a, a company with unbounded potential, as well as a product that wouldn't compromise on the details, its execution along the way. Naturally, Keith and I found some harmony to that point and uh, and for me to focus a little bit more on the product.
1: I would say early on, it was just us working in the Greylock office. At some point, we realized, all right, this is enough analysis paralysis. We just have to like make this thing and then iterate on it instead of sitting in this room thinking about, can we get like the perfect product for the perfect customer? Some businesses are building that way, but not certainly not productivity tools, it's the way that it feels and it's the way that you iterate. Uh, you know, the way we attracted Reed to Tome, I'm very grateful that he's on our board and he gives us advice. You know, he was one of the founders of OpenAI because usually you can't get someone like Reed to work on your seed company idea with no product. You know, we just kept emailing him, we kept having Zoom chats with him, and showing him progress. And uh, at one point, like, okay, you've made enough progress, you should go start the company. And uh, that's when we put out the ask. We're like, well, you know, if you think we've made enough progress
2: to go and start the company, well, would you jump on the board with us? The most memorable thing I remember Reed saying, making sure we were building a networked, to- tool meaning not just something that was really useful to one person but that could result in them sharing it with other people and then adding them and bringing them into the creation process and being collaborative and just having several touch points for network effects to occur and that felt like it you know really made a difference as a principle for us as we built Tome and uh, enabled it to be a little bit more than a single-player experience but something that could both travel really well and be a collaborative creation experience.
1: We just thought he was sort of in a class of one to come on this journey with us and then you know I think to be honest he was probably skeptical for the first year but I think we've uh, maybe won him over now <laughs> a startup is dead by default <laughs> Right. Uh, The sort of default path is that you run out of money and uh, you sort of have to pack up your bags. Doing everything well doesn't necessarily mean you will sort of escape that inevitability. I think early on we had this view of, you know, we should write perfect product specs, we should build everything as well as we can, we should force people to show up really early and work really late. And I think those things are are necessary but insufficient. You actually need to tap into a deeper human need and you need to, to build something that's like awkwardly shaped that people could love and I think that was sort of a like realization with Tome of sort of the the absence of pain isn't joy and if all you do is like remove pain you aren't going to necessarily create something compelling that's gonna bring people in really early on it requires a lot of imagination for for someone to understand where it's going and what it could be first year at Tome I think the feedback we got was this is cool but it's like not ready for me yet you know that started to change last year I would say around July when, when we realized people are actually using this for something. We're starting to get feedback like, hey, I'm trying to build a pitch deck with this. And we, we just realized that the quality of feedback was getting really high. And the quality of feedback was getting high because people were trying to use Tome for real things. I think we started to grow exponentially in December. We're doubling every couple of weeks now. We have hundreds of thousands of people creating in Tome. And I, I imagine that we'll we'll, we'll be getting to, to millions over the next couple of months. And then A lot of people use Tome as like a presentation platform. So I think that's one of the reasons it's growing. It's just so useful across a wide variety of use cases, which is, I think, a very meaningful moment for
0: us. Chapter two, how AI will change the work culture.
1: When I think about the, the future of AI, AI being this like collaborative partner with you, And that's like a really profound thing. You know, if you work in knowledge work, if you work in an office and you use a computer, it used to be that you need to create work yourself. I think we're actually moving to a a world where people aren't going to do that anymore. They're going to be directors. They're going to ask algorithms to create different types of work. And I think in some ways it's going to turn knowledge work into sort of being a good manager, except instead of managing lots of people, you'll be like asking these um, systems to be generating work and you just evaluate it and shape it.
2: For example, research could be like really quickly automated or like just retrieval of the right information to put something together. Iterations, let's say like you had a mock-up and you wanted to make five versions of it. AI could do that instantly and you might take 15 minutes the more like data oriented and facthood oriented tasks are going to probably take us a little bit longer to get right with these models because the models aren't able to really understand the difference between you know opinion and true fact and also the topic of truth itself is complicated like who's the president of the united states could be talking about today or it could be talking about a year from now or a year in the past yeah a lot of those um, use cases where there's a lot of sort of manual effort involved to get to useful information, I think we're, we're really going to quickly see AI, AI tools spring up to handle those problems.
0: Chapter 3, Unlocking Human Collaboration.
1: If you sit around and, and ponder what makes humans special, but I'd argue that like the biggest thing that differentiates humans from other species is our ability to work together. In history, this is why we're able to like build spaceships, this is why we're able to build supercomputers, because we can get hundreds or thousands of people all agree on something and work together. If we were just building AI PowerPoint, we should go home. Right? Uh, sooner or later, Microsoft will connect PowerPoint to OpenAI models, and I'm sure they'll, it'll work great. I think what we're building is completely different. We're reimagining how you tell stories in the age of the internet. You know, we're building our human-computer interaction paradigms right now thinking through AI. We're thinking through how you need to have a conversation with large language models rather than press a button and it generates everything you want.
2: We're trying to stay lean and, and nimble on purpose. It's a lot easier to execute with precision and, and speed and be able to to change subtly in direction when you have a smaller team that's all on the same page about the mission, the current set of challenges, and the way that we want to work to get there. We're clearly learning a lot every day, both about what the impact of what we've built is, you know, what's missing from the experience. In terms of how it just feels looking at all of it, I mean, it's awesome to be able to, to give people tools to do something that they want to do better. You know, we, we need to continue to scale our business. We, uh, our site just went down yesterday morning because there were a, little, a few too many people trying to sign up and use it, and we had to uh, scramble to kind of get it back up and, and sort of create more scalability. We want to create enough space for us to, to iterate with a team that's really strong for at least a year or two as we kind of find product market fit in greater and greater scale so that we don't scale back past the point to where we're productive and, uh, and run out of space to, to be innovative and take risks but in general, if people are able to um, do something that they're trying to do more effectively because of Tome, that's personally very gratifying
1: to me. I I mean, I would say my dream is to turn Tome into this multi-generational storytelling company that just takes on different forms of technology. I think if you're truly building something from the ground up with new technology considered, you're just in a really good position. Then you need to figure out, how do I introduce this new technology without bothering all of our millions of users that love the way it currently works? We know we're David in, in David versus Goliath. So it's, it's a race. I think this age old need for humans to be able to communicate to one another is, is going to persist. It doesn't matter how good technology is. So, so my, my dream is that we can keep evolving and keep building core technology to, to help people understand each other, uh, you know, even 100 years from
0: now. On our upcoming episode, we'll be featuring the co founders of Deal. Deal is a platform that helps companies to hire employees and independent contractors located remotely. It assists with creating contracts that comply with local label laws using localized templates and also helps workers access insurance options. Remember to hit the subscribe button to stay updated on our upcoming episode. Thank you for tuning in.